Hello, my name's Ian Forth, and welcome to Sombrero Fallout, where we listen to alternative music through the lens of intriguing themes. Welcome to this week's edition of Sombrero Fallout. Last week, as you may remember, it was my sad duty to announce the death of Marky Smith of The Fall. Arguably, and in some cases uncontroversially, if you ask uh, a few amongst us out there, the most important group of the last uh, 40 years in the music business, full stop. So this week, what we thought we'd do on Sombrero Fallout um, is have a listen to the influence of the fall over those last 40 years. Can't hope to be comprehensive, of course, but we'll be hearing from, amongst others, the Arctic Monkeys, Guided by Voices, Parquet Courts, Half Man, Half Biscuit, Elastica, Jeffrey Lewis, Pavement, Sonic Youth, Proto Marta, LCD Sound System, Longfin Killy. One of the uh, great things that uh, Mark E. Smith of the fall achieved over that uh, period of time was to spread his influence, but also to literally collaborate with many artists, likely and unlikely. And uh, I thought where we'd start this evening's program uh, is with this collaboration with the Inspiral Carpets. from 1995 and it was Marky e. Smith's collaboration with the Inspiral Carpets. Um, somewhat unlikely one might have thought but it works brilliantly well. 
and some of us never thought we'd get to see Marky Smith on England's premier pop programme, Top of the Pops. Uh, but uh, there we did see him when he appeared with the Inspiral Carpets, uh, looking somewhat like a scruffy drunk uncle at a bus stop, as was his habitual appearance, reading lyrics off a, off a piece of paper. And it must have been a bit of a surprise, I think, to those regular viewers of Top of the Pops. And a very similar effect was brought about uh, a few, many years later, about 10 years later, when um, Mark appeared with the Gorillas at Glastonbury in front of 80,000 people and again um, pulled off the same appearance, shambling on stage, um, reading somewhat at random from a piece of paper and then turning the amplifier of the keyboard player down um, on his way off. And yet that version of his live mixing worked brilliantly well. Now if we just put that thought of uh, the previous song in our heads, I think it's fair to say that when the Arctic Monkeys first burst onto the scene, listening to their very first big song, hugely indebted to the sound of the fall. felt owed rather a lot to I Want You by the Inspiral Carpets featuring Marky e. Smith. That was I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor by the Arctic Monkeys, of course, from, what was it, about 2005. And it wasn't just in the UK and England and the north of England that uh, Mark and the Fool's influence were felt. Uh, during the mid-90s, early mid-90s, there was a lo-fi movement came out of the States. Um, we'll be hearing a, from one or two of those bands during the course of the programme. And one of the, the, the premier mm, uh, instigators of, of that noise and sound were uh, guided by voices, Robert Pollard's voice. He was influenced by quite a few um, English sounds, uh, the Beatles and the Who, and more mainstream traditional music. And you can hear that in the chorus of the following song. But in the speak sound, um, what, what, what am I saying? The speak talk the song speaking sing speak talk thing which is going on in the verse structure just as you heard in the arctic monkeys 
is uh, replicated on this track from, in my opinion, their best album, Alien Lanes, and this is Watch Me Jump Start. Watch me jump start as the old skinners wheel. See an opening and bust into the field. Hidden longings no longer concealed. Watch me bulldoze every bulldozer away. Each new obstacle from each old new day. Where it's going, it's hard for me to say. Start by Guided by Voices from Alien Lanes from about 1995, I think it was, certainly the mid-90s. Um, and and that, that sound, that lo-fi scuzzed-up uh, sound, perhaps reflects the early work of The Fall um, before they really hit their slightly more commercial late-80s um, straps. Uh, has proved hugely influential. All the way through to quite recently, I saw a band, the Parquet Courts, which we're about to hear from now. Um, one of the influences, uh, in my opinion, of Mark E. Smith was that we can sing about anything we want to sing about in music. Doesn't have to be about love, doesn't have to be about death, doesn't have to be about being depressed. This song's about dust. Everywhere. 
Parquet Courts and Dust from their 2016 album Human Performance. I think you can also hear on that track the influence of Krautrock, of uh, Germ- Germany's music, of Kraftwerk there. And that was music which influenced Marky Smith in turn as well. So it's one great big virtual happy loop um, in a sense. Now, uh, in the, where are we again? I guess we're in the mid-90s, when uh, um, Marky Smith's influence was at one of its peaks. Post-punk was routinely rediscovered, and one of its great rediscoveries was during Britpop, when Elastica rediscovered the music of uh, Wire, certainly, but also The Fall. And then as they were struggling to come up with their second album, after rushing out the first album, they uh, enlisted Marky Smith's help um, uh, to collaborate again uh, on one of the tracks. He turned up, did it in an hour or so, and shuffled off to the pub. And they spent another three or four years in the mixing studio getting it just right, which he found utterly bemusing. But certainly um, this track off that second Elastica album is, to be honest, probably the best thing on it. Hmm. Fucker. In 1980, The Fall wrote How I Wrote Elastic Man, and that was How He Wrote Elastica Man, from the mid-90s from Justine Frischman and her band Elastica, if that all uh, makes sense. Uh, And all that kind of meta stuff is reflected again in the the following track. Uh, Sonic Youth recorded the what Pitchfork regards as the most important album of the 1980s in Daydream Nation. And about two or three weeks before they were to go on tour with that album for the first time, they dropped into John Peel, a legendary English DJ's uh, studio, for one of his uh, legendary sessions. And what they decided to do was not anything off the most influential album of the 1980s, Daydream Nation. No, they recorded uh, four full songs, although to be absolutely accurate, they recorded three full songs, My New House, Psycho Mafia, and what was the other one? Rouch Rumble. And then the fourth one was a cover of a cover. It was the Falls version of Victoria, as covered by Sonic Youth. But I didn't think I would choose any of those, because um, we're here to talk about the influence, and I've chosen an hour track off that album, Daydream Nation. This is Eric's Trip.
Eric's Trip by Sonic Youth from Daydream Nation in 1988. And if you really want to hear a, a faithful rendition of The Fall, look no further than early 90s Pavement. Stephen Mountness's band never made any bones of the fact that they were highly indebted to The Fall sound. And if you compare Hit Priest off The Fall's Hex Induction Hour, put it alongside our singer on Slanted Enchanted, the first full Pavement album, you'll get the idea. Similarly, if you compare Conduit for Sale by Pavement with, uh, which one was it now, um, New Face in Hell from Grotesque by The Fall, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're not quite a note, by, note for note comparison, but as good as. However, that's how it works, isn't it? We start off by aping our heroes, and we, if we're any good, we end up outgrowing that. And certainly by Pavement's second, third, fourth, and fifth albums, they were very much their own people, and they'd found completely their own sound. Didn't stop Marky e. Smith getting really upset by the idea that they'd made a commercial success out of the blueprint of his work. But that's the nature of Marky e. Smith, uh, as a paranoid man who felt that uh, he wasn't given his dues by musical society and culture. Let's listen to um, a pavement, early pavement song influenced by early fall. This is Trigger Cut. reissued a quote from the man saying a pavement that's just what we were doing in 1985 they haven't got an original idea in their heads and underneath it pavement had dutifully added i wouldn't disagree with that however that's not to say that pavement didn't become a great band in their own right or indeed listening to songs like that from 1992 with the direct influence of the fall very much in place didn't make those songs great as well We've probably concentrated a bit on um, a certain type of fall sound and a certain 
register of Marky e. Smith's vocal delivery. That's very much intact on the next song, but perhaps what we've been missing is the, the dark humour in all of this. And perhaps the other great lyricist of the late 20th, early 21st century to come out of England was the lead singer of the following group, Half Man, Half Biscuit. And you can get a measure of the man and perhaps their affinity with the fall by the title of the track, Tending the Wrong Grave for 23 Years. It was a magical place. I half expected a nymph to appear. Shyly, from out of the break. Some not unexpected she from the brushwood. And me dressed as a dandy in practice for the summer eights. Even the glebe cow started to drool. But then almost inevitably, Claire Rayner appeared. the wrong grave for 23 years by half man half biscuit and if that's piqued your interest and you were previously somewhat unfamiliar with the work of the the fantastic band well one reasonably good place to start might be Achtung Bono from 2005 which had uh, some amongst other things other fantastic titles to the tracks of the songs see if, I, see if I can recall them there was depressed beyond tablets ha 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 uh, surging out of convalescence that's a funny one and um, we built the village built this village on a trad our tune uh, which if you've ever 
If you're ever in church when you were a young lad, as I sometimes would, you wonder what trad our tune might have been, where the author's name should have been. So that's that's quite funny as well. It might be tickling your fancy, and you might think, I'm going to go and have a look at the Half Man, Half Biscuit discography while I'm about it. I, I can assure you, you won't regret it. Now, uh, Marky e. Smith's many collaborations over the years have included quite high-profile ones. Uh, we referred earlier one to the earlier in the program to the one which resulted in Glitter Freeze with Damon Albarn of uh, Gorillaz. There's also been experiments in electronic music in particular with Dose and Cold Cut. And they actually cut two albums uh, with Mouse on Mars, which ended up as the Von Sudenfed collaboration. Um, quite recently, quite late in, in, in his career, well into his 50s, he was still experimenting with all sorts of things. Um, sometimes when you uh, hear one of these collaborations, it doesn't actually sound a great deal like the fall at all. Then those all too familiar, well I say that in a sort of negative sense, quite the reverse. Those hauntingly familiar vocals come in and you think, ha, ah, he's managed to turn what sounded nothing, nothing like the fall whatsoever into something which is quintessentially a full track and and that's the case with the next track from Long Finn Killy
the fire back. It's your dead A&R man's dream. Thing by Proto Marta and listeners to the episode at the end of last year, 2017's Best of Festive 20, would have discovered that Proto Marta actually came in at number one with a private understanding. So, congratulations to them. And uh, I think the real spirit of the fall lives on in Proto Marta. They were a band who were particularly going places, as I understand it, and they were working in an office. And they had this office worker that uh, was quite an interesting fellow. He said, I could do vocals for your band, had no musical experience whatsoever. And he appears on suit more or less as a co-worker in his suit and slightly unbuttoned shirt, slightly balding, dishevelled appearance. Very much the spirit of Marky Smith there. Before that, you heard Long Finn Killy, collaboration with Marky Smith from 1995. And the heads of Dead Surfers never really understood why Long Finn Kitty didn't become enormously successful, but some consolation that one of their members ended up uh, collaborating with Mogwai in years to come. Proto Marta, uh, continuing that great tradition of the American inheritance of the post-punk uh, genre. And another band puts uh, my... I doff my hat to my youngest son, Scott, who's put me in the direction of this band. Um, who share that same influence and the influence of fallen Marky Smith, a band called Ort.
right up to date uh, it was from a year last year or possibly the year before maybe even this year now if there's one man uh, whose sole mission in life was to turn the fall into a commercial proposition under the aegis of his own band it's james murphy of lcd sound system Yep. 
cap and buy their cows and pounds They sweat on their way down They pot with customs bastards Hang around like clowns They are containers And their drivers For their wages, sometimes on shirts, sleeves, sometimes on shirts, sleeves, continuous, continuous, and the drivers, continuous, and the drivers, continuous. Gonna come back for two days, gonna great board for two days. Train lines stone and grey, train lines stone and grey. This is not that town Pixel cars come out of the ground Sweat on their way down Sweat on their way down Bad indigestion, bad bowel retention, speed for their wages, suntan, torn, short sleeves. That's Marky Smith, of course, who else, of The Fall and their track Container Drivers from the album Grotesque after the Gram from 1980. And if you're looking for a place to start your uh, fall exploration, if you're not very familiar with the band, I can think of few better places than that. But as John Peel once said, anybody who says what's the best five songs or what's the best five LPs of The Fall, maybe not getting the point you do need to listen to all of it admittedly you've got to start somewhere and that's as good a place as any before that you heard movement by james murphy's lcd sound system from the album lcd sound system from 2005 and his homage of sorts to the sound of the fall which he's manifested in many different ways over the years so i've particularly enjoyed bringing this legacy of the fall program to you on the occasion of the death of marky smith the lead singer and uh, I particularly enjoyed the previous episode, of course, as well, but with a very bittersweet, melancholic tone in as much as under what sad circumstances uh, the fall bring us all together. But bring us all together, they did over the last 40 years. And if anyone's interest has been piqued, there's a fantastic website, thefall.org, uh, where you can chatter, chatter away to people to your heart's content. And they've organized all the tributes, all the obituaries and all the personal remembrances of, of the fall and Marky Smith over the years, which range, of course, from the, the comic to, to the ho- openly hostile. But uh, such, is, such is a man's life. We'll probably get on to, we will, in fact, get on to a non-fall 
topic next time round, something quite different. Give you give everybody a little break, a little cathartic break from this uh, bittersweet, as I say, time. If you're interested in finding out any more from previous podcasts, please do go to my website, sombrerofallout.com. Um, if you're interested in becoming a friend of Sombrero Fallout, we have a community on Facebook, Friends of Sombrero Fallout, and we've had a lot of people joining um, in the recent past. Um, and so uh, please do feel free to uh, become a member yourself. Uh, anyone's, uh, anyone's welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Thank you very much for listening. I've thoroughly enjoyed your company as always. And until the next time on Sombrero Fallout, farewell. Seen your death on television